Greetings, wine enthusiasts and job seekers. Welcome to the Wine, Work, and Passion podcast, where we go beyond wine education and help you pursue your dream job in the exciting world of wine. I'm your host, Karen Wetzel, and I've been working with wine ever since I was old enough to serve my first glass. I know from experience that being part of the wine industry means more than a career, it's a lifestyle, and I've loved every minute of it. Our mission at Wine, Work, and Passion is to help you pursue your best life in the field you love. In each episode, I'll talk with wine industry insiders and leaders who know what it takes to help you get the interview, land the job, and flourish in this amazing world of wine. Today on Wine, Work, and Passion, I'll introduce you to Tiffany Wykovich. She's the president and co-founder of One Hope Wines. You've probably heard about home-based wine sales, but have you ever wondered if it's right for you? Well, if you have a passion for wine and an entrepreneurial spirit, then this episode is for you. Tiffany will tell us all about One Hope and how you can be your own boss, working from home while supporting worthy causes around the world. We'll also be joined by One Hope cause entrepreneur, Lauren Brown, who is also their first senior impact director. We'll get her insights on what it takes to be successful in this growing home-based wine sales industry. Be sure and stay tuned until the end when Tiffany and Lauren will give us actionable insights about how you can enter the world of wine by working from home. And now let's get to our interview. So welcome, Tiffany. How are you today? I'm great, Karen. Thanks for having me. Good. Well, thanks for being our guest today. Can you tell the audience about who you are and who do you work for? What do you do in the wine industry? Sure. My name is Tiffany Wojkiewicz, and I am one of the co-founders and president of One Hope Wine. Great. So I'm really appreciative that you came here today. I really wanted to have you on the show. I've got a few reasons First of all, I keep seeing your name, One Hope, popping up everywhere on social media. But you're a Napa, you're not just a Napa-based business, as we are here at the Napa Valley Wine Academy, but you've actually built a winery now. And you're one of the first, one of the only ones that I know of anyway, that's a home-based wine business that has an actual winery. So we'll talk about that as we get going. But I'm also, another reason I wanted to have you is I'm seeing more and more employment opportunities for this concept of home-based wine companies. And I get a lot of questions as a career coach and working with the academy. A lot of my students, they're like, is this really something worth looking into? And I really want to answer those questions for them. Then lastly, I just love the idea that you tie your business back into helping others. And I think there's nothing more important than that. So I'm really appreciating your time. And we're going to invite one of your wine entrepreneurs in just a second to join us. Tell us about you. How did you get excited about wine or involved in the wine business? So I went to the University of Arizona. I'm originally from Southern California, and I ended up right back where I started. So I'm back in California, but I did go to U of A, and I was a business major there. My parents grew up in the sales and marketing industry. They were in office products. And when it was time for me to get my first job, I started working and talking to Gallo Wine Company at the career fair at my college. So I interviewed with them and I ended up taking a job in the management development program. And I didn't know much about wine. I drank wine from a box in college. That was the fancy way for me to drink it, if I did drink it. And I just knew that I wanted to get into sales and marketing. And I thought it would be much more fun than 
paper and paper clips, kind of like what my parents were doing. So really I joined for this amazing sales training program that Gallo is known for. And that's how I got started in the industry. I thought it was going to be very, very romantic and fun to sell wine. But I got my start really in the retail division of Gallo and I was really a merchandiser. So uh, I started every day at work at 4 a.m. at Ralph's and I helped merchandise wine and I worked with the local store manager. I worked with the liquor manager. I merchandised and built wine displays all over the store. And really what I started to learn with doing that was that people really responded to cause marketing to products that supported a cause back in 2005 when I started there really in the month of October, there was a lot of both for-profits and nonprofits celebrating National Breast Cancer Awareness Month during October. And I would see products do really well and fly off the shelf because again, I was doing a lot of merchandising. So we really started to see Campbell's Soup and You'll Play Yogurt support National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, support Susan G. Komen. They would fly off the shelves And then November 1st would roll around, the month would be over, and everything would return back to business as usual. So the idea for One Hope really started when one of my partners and fellow co-founder, Jake Cloberdance, started to think, why stop there? Why not create a product that gave 365 days a year to other causes that affected just as many people? So that's how we got started in the wine industry, and that's how we got to the idea of One Hope. That's awesome. Well, I had my start basically with Gallo. I didn't work directly for Gallo, but my first job was working for a distributor and that's all we sold was Gallo. Wonderful. I think a lot of us in the industry cut our teeth with that company. It's a great training ground and it's a great way to start. And I have to say, before we get further, I love that you were a merchandiser. And again, my world in my career, I look now to help people get into the wine industry. And a lot of times people want to get into sales without a lot of experience. And starting as a merchandiser is a great place to start. And it's a really good foundation. So, and you're right in trying to think of how many cause promotions that we've done. I've been in the wine industry for 30 plus years. And you're right. It really started though with the breast cancer thing. That seemed to be the one that I think because at that time, a lot of wine companies were trying to engage more with women. And so that was a perfect match, but now it's expanded to all kinds of things, which I think is great. So aside from that, did you have any other job experiences outside of wine? That was my first full-time job. So before that, when I was in college and high school, I started in the restaurant industry in service. So I started as a hostess and then I was a server and a waitress and I had a few internships through the business school, but the way I earned money was really through the hospitality piece and through restaurants. And so in that way, it's connected a little bit with my experience at Gallo, but it was pretty separate because I started at Gallo at retail. But I did learn a little bit about the wine industry, but I learned a lot about service and working with people and taking care of people. So that's definitely something that I've carried through to what we're doing today at One Hope, for sure. I've always said, I think everybody should work in a restaurant for a period of time. Absolutely. It lays a foundation for so much of your future. And it really helps you hone your communication skills, your sales skills, just empathy for other people, connection. I think it's a great place to start no matter where you want to go. That's always a good foundation. So you now have founded One Hope with your partner. Let's describe what home-based, I keep calling it home-based wine sales or wine consulting. Why don't you describe what that is? 
I probably would back up a little bit and just share how we started One Hope, and then I'll get to this home-based piece of our company, because really we have an omni-channel approach to how we make an impact and market and sell wine. So when we first started One Hope back in 2007, really the way that you built a wine brand was through the traditional three-tier system where we were the wine supplier in One Hope and we worked with the distributor who then sold it to a restaurant who then resold it to a customer. And we still do that to this day. We still work with restaurants that have One Hope on their wine list. And it's really provides amazing validation to what we're doing to the quality of our wine. And of course, it gets people out there trying it and drinking it. But what we've done and what we've worked on for really the past 14 years is being able to deliver wine and quality Napa Valley wine right to our customer's doorstep. And that was a pretty big feat if you think about the back end of our industry. So when we first started One Hope, we could only legally ship to five states. Now we are up and running and can actually ship direct from our winery at One Hope to all of our customers in 46 states. So the landscape of the industry has really changed. We handle our own fulfillment. We handle our own compliance. And it's really been able to help us reach more customers and really help people experience One Hope right after tasting it and order it and get it shipped to their door and all that. So that has been wonderful. And what we realized really over time is we started One Hope with three varietals. We started with a Chardonnay that supported women with breast cancer, Merlot that supported people living with AIDS, and a Cabernet that supported children with autism. And those were three causes that we were really connected to as co-founders. And we still support those causes to this day. And what we realized right away is that there was everybody out there, all of our customers, people who wanted to support One Hope, they all had their own causes too. And it really helped cement this idea that One Hope could be a platform and that we could help people fundraise and help them make an impact in their own life through our platform. And so over time, we've grown our portfolio. And we've also realized the impact that we can make with empowering women. You talked a little bit about wineries wanting to reach women customers, but what we've really built and the impact that we want to make is not just for our nonprofits and our programs and nonprofit programs that we're giving to. It's actually nourishing the future through this income opportunity because we've created this platform that anyone can jump on and they can start their own wine business. And they don't have to do what we did as co-founders. They don't have to start a company, incorporate it, find a winemaker, buy inventory, figure out how to run a website, figure out how to ship it figure out all of that kind of stuff and what it really takes to create a product, create a brand, create a website, create the technology, create the legal, the shipping logistics, all of that. It's not easy to figure out how to ship those heavy boxes around the country. But once we figured that out, we really wanted to unlock that for other entrepreneurs and people who wanted to support and fundraise for a cause that they care about and people that wanted to support themselves. Yeah. And so really our in-home wine business is comprised of our cause entrepreneurs that join our platform and they're running their own businesses on this platform, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, I'm listening to this and I wrote down, I feel like there's like you talk about the circle of life. To me, it's your circle is company, employee, community, and it really closes that gap. So it's not just about business. It's about giving back. And I think that's so important. So now are you still in the three-tier system in the sense of working with distributors as well? We are, yes. We're still nationally distributed and we're exclusive to really restaurant and hotels. So we're really an on-premise brand at this point. And it, like I said, it's really cool to see our product and our wines out there. We have a few select wines that are on wine lists that people can enjoy by the glass and learn about our product, taste our product, and then go to our website and find out more about what we're doing. Let's go back to the definition or to explaining what we mean by home-based wine consulting. You talked about being on wine lists and we're empowering mostly women coming to work for you, but what exactly do they do? They join One Hope as a cause entrepreneur and they really from day one have their own business up and running. So they have their own website. They can market our wines to friends and family. They can support other cause entrepreneurs to join their team and really grow their income and their impact through mentorship, wine sales, event sales, and fundraising. So when you say they have their own website, that's a website that they get through One Hope, though. It's not like they have their own and then bring One Hope there. They're coming to you and that's being established for them through One Hope, correct? Yep. Yep. It's all kind of a turnkey business model and you have your own website and your own backend and everything from day one, right? When you sign up. So basically a cause entrepreneur is selling the wine to the consumer and ordering, they don't carry inventory, do they? Or do they carry inventory? That's what we mean. I think by marketing and selling the wine is you're not actually handling any inventory or doing any of that. You're marketing the wine, you're sharing the wine, and you're getting credit for everything we ship out to your customers and who you refer to us. So you're just, everything is done through One Hope. So yeah. And we'll get to a little bit more of that when we bring Lauren in on the conversation as well. So you mentioned some of the causes that you support that you initially supported How are the causes chosen now? We've evolved our giving strategy quite a bit over time. And that's evolved partly because we've evolved, right? And we're always improving and looking for areas of opportunity. And it's also evolved just through the landscape of the industry and how cause marketing has changed and how the legalities work for how you can market a product. And so our vision and our North Star is to nourish the future. And we serve that vision through our mission, which is to share wine and give hope. And we're nourishing the future by really supporting our CEs and this opportunity and how it's going to change their lives and their families' lives. And we're also supporting some really important pillars and other basic needs like water, solving hunger issues, education, and health. And so those are really our four pillars that we donate to. So we work with amazing organizations like Why Hunger, where we've donated millions of meals to children in need. We work with an amazing organization called Charity Water that has provided wells all over the world to people that need access to clean water. We've worked with amazing health organizations. We've talked a little bit about breast cancer. We work with some amazing women's causes where we funded hundreds of thousands of clinical trials for women fighting breast cancer. And we lastly, but certainly not least, is education, where we're working to make sure that everybody has the proper education. We have built four schools with an organization called Pencils of Promise. 
So we are working on educating children, educating adults, and just really making sure that basic needs are met. Because when basic needs are met, you can really flourish and change the world and pursue your dreams. So that's really what we're focusing on when we say nourish the future are those pillars. And usually they fall within hunger, water, health, education. Can a consultant or a cause entrepreneur choose a charity within your structure or within something they're personally passionate about? Absolutely. That's a really cool piece to our fundraising platform is all of our cause entrepreneurs, all of our hosts can choose through a One Hope event to donate 10% of that event sales to a cause that they choose. So in addition to really the causes that we're supporting in One Hope, actually you can set up a wine tasting event and support any 501c3 that you choose. And so it kind of circles back to what I was originally talking about. And we knew that everybody was really passionate about causes that affected them, their local communities, wanting to raise money for things like your child's school, your local church. All of that is possible through our platform and 10% of our event sales go to your cause of choice. That's awesome. What a better way to bring people together than wine on a good cause, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's a great concept. So what is your reach? Are you just in the U.S. for now? We are. We're just in the U.S. And we do have plans to expand beyond that, but we are going to optimize what we're doing here in the U.S. first and yeah, grow from there. But the U.S. right now, we almost have every state. Are you in all 50 states? Not quite yet. We are in 46 states. So all of the states where you can legally ship wine direct to consumer, we're up and running in. Yeah, I guess that would be your big limit is... But it's getting there. There are only a few more states left. So that's absolutely. We keep, <laughs> we keep hoping. So, what's the hiring process like for as far as if somebody's listening to the podcast and they go, that's something I would really like to be more interested in getting involved in? What do they need to know? Like, what's your hiring process? What kind of experience, skills do they need? What knowledge, that type of thing? And what kind of roles are there? Is there just cause entrepreneur or are there are other roles as well? So if you're interested in being a cause entrepreneur, I would say go to our website, onehopewine.com. You're going to talk to Lauren in a minute. So you'll hear her experience in being a cause entrepreneur. And that's pretty easy. I would say like what you need for that, you need a passion for giving back for wine or for making a difference in your life. If you're looking for additional income, if you've always wanted a career in the wine industry, but weren't sure where to start. We have an amazing training program, just similar how I started in the wine industry. I would confirm that you don't need to know about wine to get started. It's great if you do, but we are able to teach you those skill sets. And I think the most important thing is just to have a passion for our mission at One Hope and for sharing it. And if you have that, you are able to be successful. And then we are hiring corporately at One Hope. So if you go to One Hope backslash careers and look at our site, you'll see job postings that we have. And that is pretty specific. So usually we list the qualifications that we're looking for those candidates. But anybody who is passionate about wine, passionate about giving back and wanting to join the wine industry can join One Hope as a cause entrepreneur. That's very cool. By the way, since you do have open positions, we just opened up our website as a job board free for employers because we have so many students looking for work. So if you're interested in expanding where you're listing and doing it for complimentary, I'll send you the link. <laughs> and for anybody listening who's looking for a job, go to our job board at the NapValleyWineAcademy.com. So there you go. We can cross promote for each other. That would be great. 
And who do you think makes the ideal candidate? Like who would be the person of your dreams that this is the right person or right concept of a person that would do well at this? I would just reiterate someone who's passionate, who really connects with our vision to nourish the future, to our mission to give wine and share hope. And that's really all you need. If you're connected to that, and you're interested in doing that, then there's a place for you here. So I think there's cause entrepreneurs that come to us who know a lot about wine. And there's cause entrepreneurs that come to us who don't know anything about wine. But I think what's commonplace with both of them is just being the right culture fit and connecting with our vision and our mission and giving back and that sense of purpose and community. That's probably the most important thing. We could teach you the rest, right, Lauren? I think we can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Speaking of Lauren, let's bring Lauren in here. So Lauren Brown is one of your cause entrepreneurs. So welcome, Lauren, to the show. Appreciate you being here. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell our audience what your role is at One Hope? Thank you. Thank you. My name is Lauren Brown. I am a senior impact director with One Hope. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming. And we've been talking about cause entrepreneur and home-based wine sales or home-based wine consulting. And I think most people get the concept, but I'm not sure they really understand what a day in the life is. So first I want to start off, I want to get to that, but I want to talk about what drew you to the company, to One Hope specifically, because there's lots of home-based wine companies out there. So what drew you to One Hope? I found One Hope by accident. I was out of work because of COVID actually. So I was looking for something to keep myself busy. And my sister and I were just like, maybe let's look into wine education and just see what's out there. And very fortunately, I must've clicked on something for more information from One Hope and ended up jumping on a call with somebody from home office and learned about the company pretty much fell in love with the concept behind the wine, giving back. I was familiar with Robin Davi's name. So I knew that that was a wine that I loved. So I honestly, it took me like a couple hours to just sit and digest the information. And I was like, this is absolutely a no brainer. (laughs) Like there's no reason why I wouldn't invest in myself and learn more about the company. So I signed up very shortly after jumping on a call to learn more about it. Well, that's very cool. So did your sister get in on it too? She sure did. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we live next door to each other. So it's pretty sweet that we get to do it together. So inventory is not required with One Hope, but like we definitely keep a nice stock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's maybe emotionally required (laughs) anyway, right? It's a work perk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Let's see. I want to have so many questions. I have so many directions I want to go. So that was during COVID. I find it interesting because when I think of home-based wine sales, I think of like wine parties and tastings at people's houses. And you picked a time where most of the people that I know that do home-based wine sales had to pivot to figure out how to do their business in another way, you actually started in the virtual world, correct? Yeah. And I mean, that was definitely something when I first signed up where I wasn't sure how it would necessarily work, but I knew it was worth taking a shot. And I know a lot of people definitely had to make changes from being all in person, but I was able to 
be very successful, strictly doing everything online. Like the company, the training that's provided made it very easy to understand how to offer virtual wine tastings, whether it was I've done Zoom happy hours with people drinking the wine or drinking whatever they had and talking about the fundraiser, the nonprofit we're raising money for. I've done all Facebook groups. So I think it proved to everyone that this is a very flexible opportunity, whether you want to be in person or virtual with it at this point, it's super flexible. And so now that things are opening up, you're going to have a whole nother dimension to your business that you never had before. I am so excited. Seriously, I like I cannot wait to start getting more in-person tastings. I love that aspect of being able to share wine and be face-to-face with people reacting to it. So yeah, I'm like, I know everyone is just super excited to get back out there and in person. So that's very, very cool. So tell us about the day in the life, or maybe not a day. That's probably every day is a little different, but give us a sense of what it is like, say, for a week or a month. What do you do? Like, what are your functions, your activities? Yeah, it definitely varies. And I would say as my business has progressed, my day-to-day has changed. So when I was first getting my business started, day-to-day would be I jump on training calls. I connected with my mentor did reach outs to people to see if they would be interested in hosting with me and raising money for a cause they care about. As my team has grown, my daily responsibilities kind of change where I spend a couple hours a week, I would say at least on calls with teammates. And again, whether it's my teammates that are directly under me, or if I'm on a call with my mentor and coaching calls, but it's super flexible. I probably spend anywhere from maybe five hours, some weeks, 20 hours, another week. It really, it depends on where you're at in your business, but it varies. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned you have a mentor. When you sign up to be a cause entrepreneur, does everybody get a mentor? Yes. I signed up through home office. So you either have a mentor. If you sign up through One Hope, you get assigned a mentor. Or if you refer to somebody or if you're at a tasting or somebody reaches out to you, the person who you sign up with is your mentor. And it's an amazing system that we have in place with One Hope where you're not doing this alone. You have somebody to help you. I always say like, you do not need to know everything with One Hope. Like you can just jump in and learn as you go and you have your mentor there. You have an amazing community of support to help you. So yeah, it's very supportive and it's just an amazing opportunity. That's great. And you mentioned you have a team. So how does that work? How does that happen? For me, it happened very naturally just from sharing and talking, maybe a little bit obsessively because I really fell in love with One Hope and was like constantly just talking about it, sharing on Facebook, going live. So as people were asking me about the opportunity, I would also be reaching out to friends, people in my network who I thought would really benefit from either giving back. I have some teammates who joined because they absolutely love being able to give back to causes they care about all year. I have teammates who have joined because they realized that I was starting to make some moves in my personal life because of the income that I got from One Hope. So as my team grew, you kind of grow a team with your own teammates growing as well. So we're now 326 people deep now. (laughs) So... 326 wine or cause entrepreneurs around the country or? Oh, no, no. On my team. You have 300. Say that again. 300. How many? (laughs) 
I think it's, it's between 326 and 330. I about there. Yeah. I think you're not ambitious enough. No, <laughs> I'm telling you though, it's really, I always say it's all about like sharing. And I think once somebody gets a taste for understanding how amazing the company is, it's very easy to want to share and bring people in to understand what it can do for you. So. Right. Tiffany, how many cause entrepreneurs about do you have around the country? 5,000. Wow. And is it common to have a team of over 300 like Lauren's built? Or is she just that big of a rock star? (laughs) She's that big of a rock star. I have to be honest. Lauren is amazing. And she had so much success early on with us. So we give you extra incentives to be successful in your first three months of business. So she really took advantage of that. You can hear how passionate she is about One Hope. So I would say that she has a really big team and she's really excelled beyond the norm with us. But I'll also say that this is totally possible for anyone to do. And Lauren, I'm sure you would agree. Like, I wish there were more people that took advantage and were as successful as Lauren was right off the get go. And I believe that many, many people can. It just kind of depends on what you're willing to commit and how excited you are, how much time you have to dedicate. And like Lauren said, it's flexible, right? So we have some people that come in that can dedicate a lot of time. And we have people that have really built big businesses over time in between the nooks and crannies of like their jobs, nap times, taking care of their parents. There's so many things that the flexibility of the business model can give you. I mean, I'm thinking, how do you keep track of 300 people is what I I think the most people I've managed was like 36 or something. So that's a lot of people. And Lauren, is the goal for you to ultimately build a big enough team that you're no longer selling or yourself? Or is that part of it that you need to keep generating your own business as well? Right. You definitely need to keep generating your business as well. That's how you maintain really a healthy business where you start to develop this balance between always working your own business, making sure you have events going, and then also managing to support your team as your team is growing. So it's really all about balance, but you definitely always want to continue to grow, keep sharing and bringing more people on board. And yeah, definitely impacting as many charities as you can along the way. So, And what are some of the ways that you market yourself or that you help your team market themselves? You mentioned Zoom and that type of thing, but where do you So you set up virtual tastings and hopefully in-person tastings coming up here quickly. But where do you tell people about that? How do you get the word out that you're doing this? Honestly, I started with reaching out to my friends, my family, people that I was connected with on Facebook or Instagram that I know were like giving back to nonprofits. And it spirals from there where you start getting events where you're connected to more people, which helps you grow your own contact list, and then following up with people who have ordered wine to see if they'd be interested in hosting a fundraiser or if they're curious about the opportunity with One Hope. So that's kind of how you continue to network yourself. I mean, I do also get involved a little bit in like just actual networking groups. That's not required. I've just enjoyed the opportunity, I'm sure, because of everything being Zoom. (laughs) I like that opportunity to interact with more people. Yeah. But it's easy. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's easy to network and to market yourself. And does One Hope give you tools like, I don't know, promotional pieces or artwork or logos and things that you can use to develop like a promotional piece that you might put on Facebook? Absolutely. 
one hope that we have so much content that we're able to provide, whether it's videos about One Hope and what the company has done. Every month we have new content that's provided to us. We also have teammates that we all share with each other with content. So I would say I'm never really at a, a loss for things to share with people to gain some interest in whether it's hosting or that a new wine is released. So there's plenty of content. Yeah. Good. Well, I have a question here for you, but I think you've answered it. So I'll just say, is there anything more you'd want to add to this? You clearly beam when you talk about One Hope. I, the audience can't see you, but I can. And I can tell you, this is no joke. This is not a, a sell piece here. You truly do embody the enjoyment of working for One Hope. Is there any one particular thing or any particular benefit that stands out to you besides the fact that you get to give back to a cause, but just in general, what are some of the benefits or the things that make you most excited? The community is amazing. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. I don't think of being connected to so many just amazing, passionate, driven people and the opportunity. I definitely get really passionate with One Hope because like, it completely changed my life and I see it change the lives of so many teammates that I'm just eternally grateful for it. So yeah, the opportunity and the community, I think is something that I think it keeps a lot of people going with the company. And what I'm hearing as a wine industry career coach, I'm thinking about, okay, so who of my coaching clients, who would I recommend this to? And what I'm really hearing is that somebody who has an interest in wine, obviously they wouldn't be calling me if they having me coach them if they weren't. But also, I think somebody who's cause-driven makes a lot of sense. But it would seem to me that a really ideal candidate might need to have some entrepreneurial spirit, be able to be self-starter, self-motivated. You're not reporting to a boss who's giving you sales quotas like you do if you work for a distributor. Boy, do I remember those sales meetings when you get your list of goals and then the next month you get yelled at. You really are only accountable truly to yourself. So I think that there's a plus and minus to that. I think if you're the type of person who is very self-motivated and you make yourself accountable to yourself or to your family, but if you're the type of person who needs a lot of pushing, I'm not so sure, maybe that wouldn't be the perfect fit, but maybe with the mentoring, that's easy to overcome. Yeah. And I think going back to the flexibility thing with One Hope, there are so many different reasons that people come to One Hope. So it might be that somebody's looking to give back a couple hundred dollars to a certain nonprofit that is really, really important to them. And they start there and then they realize over time, like, oh, I can give back so much more and maybe that drives them. Or you might have somebody who's coming because they want to save $200 a month to put towards something for their kids. So it's not like everyone comes in and it's like, you have to make this much money or you're fired. It's like, whatever you want to make of it. So I think that that's part of the beauty of it. And also we're like having to understand that with yourself and with your teammates, I think a perfect candidate or somebody to join would be somebody who really understands what they want to get out of One Hope. And then yes, of course, that accountability, because unless like you're not getting fired, so it's super flexible. So yeah, I like that idea of doing it with the idea of setting your own personal goals so that you are accountable to yourself. I mean, like I say, nobody's going to fire you, but that there is a reason for it and that you have something to strive for. I think accountability is always important, regardless of where the accountability is coming from. I think that to be successful in anything, you have to have sort of a goal and that's important. 
I think that's also where your mentor comes in to be able to understand what kind of accountability do you want or do you need? Because that's where you have to just work differently with everyone. But yeah, that's good. I have some closing comments, but I don't want to go there quite yet because I want to go back to Tiffany. We didn't talk about this, but the I don't know why. We're talking about wine here. Tell us about your wine. We haven't talked about the wine. We need to know. Absolutely. So we have some incredible wines. They have received multiple 90-point ratings. Like you said, we're right coming out of Napa Valley, right in the heart of Rutherford, off Highway 29. And our winemaker, Mari Wells Coyle, is amazing. She came to us actually from Sterling. So she started with us four years ago, and she made wine for us on a one-off basis before that. But she's been here managing our wine program for the past four years. She's really incredible. She puts a lot of heart and soul into every bottle. And it shows if you tasted one hope, I can guarantee that it lives up to the quality for the price point and over delivers there. And you would also know that it's making an impact and it brings people together. And it's telling a story. And it's just really incredible to be a part of and to help inspire so many people to just drink great wine, but give back at the same time. So your wines are mostly from California? Mostly, yes, mostly from California. So we have some amazing wines that are only available, Winery Direct, our Vintner collection, starting at $25, we have an amazing red blend, we have a sparkling celebration brute, we have a Chardonnay, we have an amazing rosé that we just launched that's doing really well, we have a Pinot Grigio, we have a Cabernet, of course. We have all of the great California favorites. We also have some fun wines that we've launched recently. So we do have a few international. We have a Prosecco that we just re-released. We have a Malbec from Argentina. We have a few wines that come from around the world, but we are mainly coming from California and we source from all over the state and all of our wines make an impact and they're all really great. I can honestly say that. (laughs) And we do have some that are Napa Valley Appellated too, correct? We do. We have several. So we have an amazing reserve collection. We have some Napa Valley wines, some Sonoma wines. We also have our single vineyard wines that are coming from our property in Napa, our iconic collection. We have a Rutherford single vineyard Sauvignon Blanc. We have a Fumé Blanc. We have a Cabernet. We have a Hell Mountain Cab. We have a Napa Valley Red Blend. We have some really amazing reserve wines too. So we start at $25 and we go all the way up to $125 a bottle. For Napa Cab, that's about right, right? Exactly. <laughs> we have plenty of cabs here for $125. That's awesome. And now the winery is at the Napa property the on 29th. When is that opening or has it opened yet? It did open. So we received our certificate of occupancy two months ago. So we are open. We are a private property open for appointment only. So I think you can go and look at how to visit us at onehopewine.com backslash visit. You can find that information. But yes, we are not a huge chasing room that's open to the public, but we try to accommodate the requests that we do get. So it's more of a sit down experience, not so much just 
Well, I'll tell you, even because of COVID, you used to be able to go up Highway 29 and stop in, pop in when you want, belly up to the bar, drink. But yeah, those days are gone anyway. And I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to go back to that anytime soon. And I think maybe it's even a benefit to the winery that now everything is appointment only and sit down and relax and really immerse yourself in the experience. And it sounds like that's what you guys have going. I have to come see you. I'm sorry I haven't yet. So we will get to that. <laughs> I'm, I literally am right down the street from you. So. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, listen, you guys have been so great. I always like to leave our audience with some key takeaways, some actionable items, if you will. So Lauren, I'm going to start with you first. So just give us a couple of tips. If I'm considering becoming a cause entrepreneur, what are two or three things I need to know or that I should do before I jump in or to be able to jump in? So I would say, know that it is a fun, flexible opportunity with an amazing community. Book a call, go through One Hope Wine, book a call to learn a little bit more about the opportunity and what would be in it for you. And I truly believe this is an opportunity that is great for anyone or most people. But I think one of the biggest things to remember is you do not need to know everything. I know I said it before. I joined. I didn't know much more than that I liked red more than white wine when I joined. That was like it and you don't need to know everything and just jump in and get started. That sounds great. So Tiffany, I think we've inspired a lot of people here today. I hope we get a lot of listeners because I think your phone will be ringing a bit. <laughs> I'd like to think so anyway. So tell us what's the best way to contact One Hope and to get more information and ultimately become a part of your organization. It's as easy as going to onehopewine.com and finding out more information. You can fill out a form definitely tell us that you heard from Lauren Brown, which is this amazing CE that you're hearing from. And yet yeah, it's as easy as that. We'll contact you. We'll give you more information. You can shop our wine on our sites. You can join our community on our site. You can host an event through our site. So it's really all there for you to find out how to get involved in our community and how to make an impact with One Hope. Yep. And you're also on Instagram and Facebook and all the big places. I see you there all the time. <laughs> all the places. Great. I'll tell you what, you've answered a lot of questions that I think so many people have are curious about, myself included. I've always thought, gee, maybe that would be something down the road. I'm going to retire at some point in my life, who knows when, <laughs> and but never really retire. So I do think you've answered a lot of questions for people who really wonder what the concept is all about, and you've demystified it. You've made it seem very inviting. And I think the cause part of what you do really does sounds to me anyway, without knowing everything about every company, but it sounds like that's the real key here to separating you from the rest of the company. So I think that's awesome. Thank you very much, ladies. I appreciate your time. We'll talk soon, I hope. I'll see you at the winery anyway. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much, Karen. Thanks for your time. And thanks to everybody who's listening. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks so much for joining me today on Wine, Work, and Passion. I hope our show has inspired you to follow your passion for wine and find a job in our dynamic industry. Our goal is to make this podcast all about you, so we'd love to hear your suggestions for wine job-related guests or topics. You can submit your ideas by emailing us at wwp at napavalleywineacademy.com. As always, if you enjoyed the program, we'd appreciate a good review on iTunes. And feel free to share wine, work, and passion with anyone that could benefit from it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next time.